marks is his pen name his real identity is not a big secret but neither is it all that interesting in today's episode let's chat with g marks on tao power the ancient way in modern life this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe through the guiding voice we help and enable successful leaders share their knowledge and wisdom with the world so that our audience will acquire more knowledge by tuning into the guiding voice for every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today and we are extremely pleased to have g marks part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe g marks hearty welcome to the guiding voice i'm super excited to have you part of today's conversation Naveen, you're not half as excited as I am to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's get started without further ado, G-Box. Can you briefly talk about your career journey and top three things that have helped you so far in your, in your professional life? The things that have guided me ever since birth have been chasing dreams I've had. When I was a boy, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, and I wanted to be a radio man. That's all I thought about as a kid. I sit in this was back in the 70s because I'm an old man. You'd have records, the 45 records or the, and I'd pretend to be a radio disc jockey. Or when a ball game was on television, I would uh I get an egg whisk and pretend it was a microphone and announce the game. It's all I wanted to do. And out of high school I joined the navy because I also wanted to be on a submarine since I was a boy. But when I got out of the navy I was 22 and I had a decision to make. I could either go to college, get a profession, get a career, or I could do what my heart wanted me to do. And even at that young age, I wasn't ready to say no to a dream. I wanted to do what I was meant to do. So, I got a job as a radio announcer at a small town radio station in El Centro, California, which is in the uh, California desert on the border with Mexico and it was uh it's very hot there it's 115 during the summer and i was a disc jockey and a sports announcer and doing what i dreamt of doing as a kid unfortunately like a lot of 22 year olds one i wasn't particularly good and two i thought i knew everything and really had no idea how to build a career So after about 7 years I found myself laid off from a job as a an announcer for a minor league baseball team. Baseball is a sport similar to cricket, though different, and I don't pretend to understand cricket, but that's another story. And I woke up the next morning after being laid off and found myself no longer interested in being in radio. I'd lost interest. But um since my entire adult life I've been chasing dreams. Chasing dreams, yeah. In fact I also believe in that uh, dream big chase I strongly follow that chase your dreams and uh, because uh, it helps us achieve whatever we want to achieve in life and all you thanks for sharing that uh, stuff about your childhood and how you planned your career and all and now let's uh, jump into the today's core topic like what is tao all about and jimax um, who introduced you to this tao Tao is a Chinese spiritual discipline. There's also a religious aspect to it. But I follow the philosophical. Tao teaches Tao is can be translated as the way and I also call it the path. And it teaches that you should you should 
be on your path because we all have things we are meant to do with this life. And Taoists are committed to doing those things. Taoists uh, don't settle for what they're not meant to do. And it doesn't matter what it is either. Uh, we, all, we are all born with different talents. We can all do something well. There are things that interest me that will bore you perhaps. I have no interest in building a chair or I have no interest in being a doctor. I have interest in being a writer and being on my path. I was introduced to Tao formally uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I lived for 14 years. I'm a retired high school sports official, baseball umpire, uh, high school basketball referee, football referee, and whatnot. And my friend Paul Kelly and I were out umpiring a baseball game, a routine game, nothing special. After the game, he gave me a book called 365 Tap by a rather famous Taoist named Deng Ming Dao. And he saw something in me that led him to believe I might find it useful. And I did. Uh, 365 Tao is a book of daily meditation, one for each day of the year. And there's the aphorism, and then there's a little commentary on it. Not too long. That book has been a companion for over 20 years since he gave it to me. So the gentleman, Paul Kelly, I lost track of him. He was older than me. He may no longer be alive, but um, he's never forgotten. His influence in mm -hmm. giving me that remains profound. Yeah, I, I think everything happens for a reason. And you're destined to get that 20 years ago and you're religiously following that. Gmox, can you highlight the differences between this uh, philosophical Tao and religious Tao? Yes, the philosophical Tao is what my book, Tao Power, The Ancient Way in Modern Life, addresses. It speaks to the mind and it speaks to the heart. The religious Tao, like any religion, has sacred texts and deities, and it has uh, temples to go and worship. That's about all I can talk about that. I don't know. My life has been dedicated to the philosophical town. Uh, I am familiar with organized religion. I had 13 years of Lutheran upbringing in Los Angeles. Lutheranism is a bit branch of Protestant, as I'm sure you know, Martin Luther and the uh, Reformation in the 16th century led the split from the Catholic Church and uh, uh, so I grew up Lutheran, but I don't have any religious, organized religious beliefs anymore. But it's a big difference. The philosophical Tao does not concern itself with deities. It does not concern itself with uh, sacred texts. Although there is the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, which is highly regarded amongst all Taoists, religious and philosophical. But um, there are no deities to pray to, no hymns to sing. There's only your heart to answer to. Now, uh, if you talk about the building blocks of a good life, right, uh, do you think wisdom, courage, and patience are going to play a critical role? What's your take on that? Wisdom, courage, and patience, um, really, it came to me when I was um, writing what would eventually become Tao Power for some friends. I introduced them to 365 Tao, and I provided commentary on each day's meditation, and the result is, is my book. Before you do anything, before you can be a success, uh, you have to know what you're about. You have to look inside your heart and realize the talent you were born with. For most people, it's not that hard. As I noted, when I went to bed at night as a kid, I dreamt of being a radio announcer. I'm sure when you went to bed at night, you dreamt of doing something, and you may still do. 
I'm sure everybody seeing this either dreamt of something as a kid or is dreaming of something now. That's the wisdom of knowing what you are about. You're listening to yourself. You're not concerning yourself with what other people want you to do. And that's not always easy. Friends and family, they have considerable influence over us. And sometimes what they want for us is very strong and that's hard to overcome. But once we've looked inside our heart, it's generally not too hard, not too difficult to find what we are about. Courage, wisdom will do you no good if you do not have the courage to go and live that life. We all have lives we are meant to live. And my own theory is we all know what those lives are. Uh, You see people who are successes either in the media or in your own life, someone you admire who's living the life they are meant to live. They had the courage after they had the wisdom to know what they are about. They had the courage to go and live that life. It's not always easy. Even for someone like me who always knew what he wanted, it wasn't easy. It wasn't particularly difficult, but it wasn't a snap decision because there are outside influence. Friends and family want you to do things and you feel a commitment to them. But those that get on in this life, those that are living the life they are meant to live, have the courage to break free from those who are trying to hold them down and break free from outside influences that society provides. And they have the courage to live their life. Patience is perhaps the most difficult. And patience isn't going to do you any good without the wisdom to know what you're about and the courage to live your life. You must do it every day. Um, From the time you make the spiritual commitment to the day you die, you have to be on your path. I can't can't write some days and not others. I can't write some weeks and not others. I have to write every day or 28 days out of 30 because you do need a break. But you know what I mean. Every day, from the time you make the commitment to the time to the day our till our day is done, we have to be on our path. And that patience can be exhausting and as difficult as having the courage to live your life can be. The patience is also critical along with courage and wisdom. Wonderful insights. And uh, I was uh, going through a couple of your talks and also articles and uh, brief outline about your book and all. And I noticed that you talked a lot about making your time serve you. But I have heard this was used by prisoners. So where did you come up with this concept, making your time serve you? From a prisoner. <laughs> there was a, there's a fairly famous prisoner from the 50s and 60s here in America. His nickname was the Birdman of Alcatraz. His real name was Robert Stroud. And he was a career criminal, spent his entire life in jail. At a prison in Kansas, he was famous for taking birds that flew into his prison cell from the window outside and doing experiments on them after they died. And he was rather renowned for the work he did in diseases of certain species of birds. He was later transferred to Alcatraz, which, which is a very famous former prison here in America. And he was known as the Birdman of Alcatraz. And I read a biography or an autobiography. And in the afterward, in the back, he said, I never served time. I never served a sentence because my time served me. And that has stuck with me for, oh, I read, I read it in my 20s. And it stuck with me for 30 years. We have two choices in this. We can make our time serve us 
or we can serve time when we're on this planet. Um, Taoists are committed to making their time serve them. They're not going to serve a sentence. They're not going to mark time. They're going to make progress in their life. So I stole it from a prisoner. <laughs> Quite an interesting story. And uh, yeah, a lot of learning for me today, personally. All right. And uh, in your book, uh, Tao Power, The Ancient Way in Modern Life, in the foreword, you mentioned that following your path is both easy and hard. How is it so? It's easy because when you're on your path, um, you're doing things you have a knack for and things that you enjoy. You're answering to your heart. You're doing things your heart is telling you to do. That's easy. Now, it may not earn you a living. Not every talus makes a living following their heart. You do have to support yourself. But in time away from work, you have to follow your heart. You have to do things that are important to you, things that go above answering to our basic instincts to reproduce and find a mate. And that varies for all of us. I spent a lot of time sports officiating in my life. I did it because something inside me said, do it. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the work it took to be good at it. And so that part's easy. It's hard because, as noted, you have to do it every day. If you're a, an analogy I like to use is that of a carpenter, a man or a woman who can build a chair or a cabinet. And those impress, those skills impress me because I don't have them. <laughs> I can't fix anything. I can't build anything. So when a carpenter goes in to build, let's say, a very ornate desk, it's easy because he's doing what his heart is and his talents are commanding him to do. It's hard, though, because the diligence required to build something out of wood that is elegant and beautiful and will last for centuries takes diligence and planning and skill. And it takes those three things in no small measure, and it takes it every day. A carpenter can't go in and work for three days and take a month off. When I'm writing a book, I can't write for three days and take a month off. It commands your complete attention. Your podcast completes commands your complete attention. You didn't just meet me 10 minutes ago and say, hey, you got a book. Let's talk about it. You put the work required to contact me, to familiarize yourself with my book, and you're taking the time to do a prepared interview. And those things are easy for you because you have a knack for it and you want to do it. But I'm not your only podcast this week, probably not even today. You're a busy man. You must do this every day. Your viewers and listeners out there who may not be on their path, who are thinking, in the back of their mind, you know, there's something else I should be doing with. Perhaps this podcast will get them, get them out of their chair and doing it. And it'll be easy for them to identify what they should be doing because it's, it's gnawing in the back of their mind. Their heart is telling them what it is. But it's going to involve breaking away from established relations and more than anything, breaking away from the comfortable. You're in your comfort zone, getting out of that. And you're doing things that you haven't done before. You're showing courage you may not have known you had. And you're not fitting into the slots that other people are assigning. And we all have them. I have them. 
And I'm not a hermit, but I live alone and I, I, I'm in contact with fewer people than most, but even I have slots I have to fit in or I'm asked to fit in and I decline. And that's very difficult to do. So it's easy because your viewers and listeners may be saying, wow, I should be doing that. And it could be anything. There's 7 billion people in this world and there's 7 billion talents. We can all do something well. One of your listeners may be identifying that right now. And then they'll say, wow, there's a big wall in front of them that's stopping them and they have to overcome that. And that's the hard part. The easy part's identifying it. The difficult path is doing it every single day. All right. Yeah, it makes sense. And thanks for clarifying that part. And uh, GMOX, this has been fabulous conversation so far, but let's add some spice to the episode. I'm going to quickly open a rapid fire round with your consent. Are you okay? Let's go. <laughs> All right. That's the spirit. Let me fire the first bullet. I, I think you answered, uh, you wanted to be a radio announcer and radio jockey kind of thing when you were as a kid. And what was your plan B as a kid? And did you think of plan B? Yes. I thought of a career in law enforcement as a police officer. Oh. My uncle Ru retired LAPD officer, and I wanted to be like him. That would be number two. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right. So if you could be the character in a TV show, what character would you want to be? In America in the 1970s, there was a TV show called The Bob Newhart Show. A very funny man, Bob Newhart, played a psychologist. And he was married to the first crush I ever had, an actress. His wife on the show was named Emily. The actress was named Suzanne Plachette. I'd want to be Bob Newhart so I could be married to Suzanne Plachette. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to my next one. If you had to give someone a book you have read, which one it would be? Well, obviously, Tao Power, The Ancient Way in Modern Life. <laughs> but uh, 365 Tao by Deng Ming Dao. Also, there's a novel called Creation by an American writer named Gore Vidal. It takes place in the 4th century uh, BCE, before the Common Era, in mm -hmm. Persia. It involves, um, you meet... Um, Real people or real past people who live like um, Darius the Great, Confucius. Oh, I forget the Indian characters. Buddha. He meets Buddha. Mm -hmm. And obviously, because not one person can meet all these people. But it investigates various religions and thought processes. And I know you're looking for quick answers to these questions. I apologize. But uh, Creation by Gore Vidal is a wonderful and memorable memorable book, very wise, and it's that regardless of your spiritual or religious beliefs. Well, excellent. I'm going to research further on that and moving to the next one. Coincidence or fate? Fate. There's no coincidence. We make our own fate, though, I believe, Naveen. Those who go out, have a plan for their life, and work to make that plan happen, their fate awaits them. There are no coincidences. Interesting perspective. And with that, let me fire the last bullet out of rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself, Gmox? I'm sure we all have one day we would like to relive. I have one. I won't bore you with it. It involves a merit umpiring baseball games. But I'd like a device where we could go back to that one day and relive it. <laughs> Interesting. So can I ask a boy? Uh, bonus rapid fire question. Why why did you name yourself as Gmarks and what is your original name? If you could share. I'd be happy to share that. Gmarks 
G is the initial of my first name. My real name is Galen Kent, G-A-Y-L-O-N-K-E-N-T. And Mark is my middle name. And in fact, it's the name I was known as a child because my father was Galen, although we have different middle names. So G Marks is part of my real name, Galen Kent. And it's a pen name that's been with me for many, many years. I've known I'd use it at some point in the future. And now is the right time. Mm. All right. Thank you for sharing that. And with that, let's flip back to the mainstream. And uh, I have two questions before I let you go. One is, is Tao compatible with other disciplines like Hinduism, Buddhism, and Christianity? Yes, it is. It may not be in step with each individual tenet of a specific religious belief, but Tao teaches you to follow your heart. And if your heart leads you to an organized religion, by all means, go there. Because I'm 56 years old. I've lived more days than I have left. When my time comes to die, I'm not going to look back and say, what if? I'm going to look back and say, I gave some things a shot. I tried something. I have failed at an awful lot of things I have tried. I've succeeded at a few, but I failed at a lot more. But that's the way the world is built. No one succeeds. No one succeeds at everything, and very few succeed the first time out. So by all means, if your heart commands you to be a Buddhist or to be a Catholic or to follow any of the other myriad of religions there are in this world, you go and do that. Because you don't want to look back and wonder what it would have been like to be an adherent. So it's compatible with everything. Okay, excellent. All right. Uh, le- let me ask you one final question for today's conversation. Uh, G. Marks, what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make begin their careers or lives? It's your choice. Like you can cover either career aspect or life choice. Six words. Follow your heart and trust your instincts. Your heart will tell you where to go. And your instincts will tell you how to get there. It won't be easy. There will be setbacks along the way. There will be failures, but there will be attainments and successes too. And those keep you going. Find what you're meant to do and do it. You do not want to spend your life fitting into other people's slots. You want to blaze your own trail. So my advice to everyone out there, whether they're looking for a successful career in business or they're looking for a quiet life, in a small town somewhere. Have a plan for your life. Know what you want and then find a, build a plan and execute that. There's a writer out here named Henry David Thoreau. He lived in the 1800s and he wrote a very famous book called Walden. And he said, if your castles are in the air, that's where they should be. Leave them there. Now put the foundations under them. Set a goal, work to make that goal happen. And you'll have the life you are meant to live. Excellent. Mind-blowing. Simply mind-blowing insights. And thank you so much, uh, GMOX, for joining me today. Thank you for all the uh, insights around Taoism and the ancient wisdom for the modern life. So this has been truly enriching conversation. And thank you again for being part of our journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. You're welcome, Naveen. It was a pleasure to be here. All right. So pleasure to host you, GMOX. And folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. And also, if you have loved this conversation and found it useful, 
request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today's trivia is again about uh, Taoism. And GMOX has shared a lot of insights around what's the difference between philosophical Taoism and religious Taoism and how is it linked to Buddhism, Hinduism, so on and so forth. Now let's take a look at the history of Taoism. Do you know when was uh, Taoism showed up first? I know you are thinking, but let me tell you, Taoism first showed up in writing in China about 2,500 years ago. But uh, going by the fact that people do not always write about their religions at first, so this as a religion may be much older. And you know, in general, Taoism is also called as Taoist. And Taoist practices include meditation, feng shui, fortune telling, and the recitation of scriptures. In fact, uh, alchemy is also practiced internally in the form of breath exercises, massage, martial arts, and yoga, and externally with minerals and herbs to promote longevity. This is all quite interesting. I'm sure you love this. And uh, that's all for today, folks. Before, before I conclude the show, I request you to share any speaker references and also topic recommendations. You can reach out to me through social media or email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me. Folks, I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye.